everybody, Mike Dempsey here. It's NFL playoff time, and you can still win playing Underdog Fantasy by picking higher or lower on player stats at underdogfantasy.com. Sign up with promo code 1010XL, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. The views expressed are not necessarily those of 1010XL 92.5 FM. Now, Compton and Company, brought to you by United Rentals on 1010XL. Here's your host, Ron Compton. And good afternoon, good afternoon. Welcome to Compton and Company, coming to you from the L House in Tinseltown, our Saturday afternoon home for the foreseeable future. And then when it's not our Saturday home, we'll be back on Wednesdays. Uh, but at least now through the through the, the spring and into the summer, we'll be right here each and every Saturday talking sports deep from 12 until 2 o'clock. Uh, today we're on the FM side only. Uh, the AM side is a little Gator bas- Florida-Georgia basketball uh, as Mike White makes another return uh, to Exact Tech uh, Arena. Uh, so we'll... we'll Give you updates on, on that game as the show moves along. Uh, a big game for, really for, for both teams. Georgia's um, uh, off to a lot better start than people thought this year under second-year head coach Mike White. And, and the Gators now have won a, a couple of games in, in a row in the uh, road win at Missouri last Saturday night and then the home win against Mississippi State this past Wednesday. Uh, and Georgia coming off of a, uh, a down-to-the-wire last-second win really held on, I guess I should say, to beat LSU uh, at home on Wednesday night uh, as well. So, again, a lot going on. Florida takes an early 4-0 lead. Uh, in the world of sports, it's uh, NFC-AFC championship game championship game weekend. Games at 3 and at 6.30 tomorrow. The early game, obviously, is Kansas City at Baltimore. Uh, and then, of course, the, the nightcap, the Lions visit. Uh, one of my most hated franchises in all of sports, the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, but uh, so it sets up to be two very, very good football games. We'll discuss those at length as, as, as we move forward. Uh, there's an article, on, I think it's Bucky Brooks on NFL.com. Pretty good. He talks about um, with, you know, with, with each team in terms of uh, pretty much who, who's their trump card, meaning, you know, their, their X factor. And what's their Achilles heel? And we'll discuss that uh, for all four, all four teams uh, ahead of t- tomorrow's uh, NFC AFC game matchups. Uh, and one off the field story surrounding that game. Another another uh, indi- indicator as to why. Look, I've always said social media. If, if used for the right things, it can be really really good. But boy. It's, it's the root of a lot of evil as well. A lot of bad things happen via social media. And AI, here we go. Did you, did you hear the big AI Taylor Swift stuff? Uh, Casey Dobson. Nope. Enlighten you, have, you have not. I've been, well, I've been trying to cut back on my Taylor Swift intake. Well, really. well this, is, this is just absolutely terrible. Over the last few days, there's been a lot of AI pictures surfacing on social media depicting Taylor Swift in compromising situations, if you know <laughs> what I mean. I've seen the one with uh, the Kansas City coach. Uh, See, it's just terrible, man. Yeah. It's just terrible. I mean, yeah. it's – it's it's. look, whether you like Taylor Swift or you don't – look, I think she's 
she, she's a lovely young woman. She is, and she's very talented. Uh, you know what? Uh, look, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a conservative-leaning person. She obviously is not. A lot of people, that, that bothers people. That, that, that bothers people. doesn't bother me a bit. Uh, I've seen her in concert with my daughter. I think she's fantastic. Uh, you know, there's, there's so many stories of, of money she's donated to people, different charities. And then I want to hear the story about her giving each of the her uh, the, pe- the the haulers that moved all their equipment around an extra hundred thousand dollars each at Christmas for bonuses. You know, there's there's countless stories of just a good thing that she's done and stuff like this. Man, come on. I mean, come on, really. I mean, it's it, it just and it shouldn't happen to anybody. I, I mean, whether you give no money to people or you help a lot of people out I mean, from a uh, philanthrop, you know, being a you know philanthropist or whatever. But you know what I mean? But that's just terrible. Another, again, another indicator is the AI being just absolutely just awful. Absolutely awful. Uh, and, I've, yeah, there's been other stories as far as what some, some different coaches, assistant coaches that, that they've – that um, and college coaches that are out there that, you know, that show them in different interviews and things and saying certain things that didn't happen. And, boy, it looks real, Casey. I mean, this stuff, <laughs> this stuff looks real. It, it's just awful. Yeah, so, this, this AI stuff, man, it's it's getting a little alarming. Uh, it's know, scary. I, it's it's scary, man. <laughs> I, I yeah, I mean, it, it, you when you have to question somebody's integrity and things like that. I mean, like it, clickbait is all I keep thinking. It's just clickbait, yeah, you know. But, yeah, uh, there's a lot of bored people out there these days. I mean, can't get nobody to get to work, but you know, we can we can de- you know we, we we can put together an AI picture for sure. <laughs> You know, it, it goes back to, you know, back when you have extremely intelligent people with IQs of 180, and some of them do, you know, take those talents and IQs, and they do a lot of good. And then you have others that, that may be serial killers or what, you know what I mean, or, or, or you know, uh, white-collar thieves. And it's like this. You could take AI and, and do some maybe really cool things with it, but then you have the people that, that do it for stuff like that, and which is just, just awful. Just awful. Anyway, so we are the L House in Tinseltown. Look, they open for brunch every Saturday and Sunday, or say every weekend at, at 10 o'clock uh, during the football season, which it seems like it's a long ways away. The start, but it really isn't. They'll open, you know, on the, the, uh, the London games and the Germany game will open at 9 a.m., um, but boy, oh boy, man, uh, uh, always drink specials. Uh, like today, there's drink specials. There's food specials, food specials throughout the course of the week. Uh, you name it, things happening here. Every UFC fight, every pay-per-view, every pay-per-view, every baseball game, basketball game, you name it, it's here. Uh, and today, I always tell people they're kind of a hybrid. Yeah, they, they've got, if you want wings, absolutely, they got great wings. In fact, they have a Wednesday night wing special, eight ninety nine for 12 wings. Um, but they also, have, you know, high end fit. I mean, look, Casey, I should take a picture of this and send it to you. Some black, some blackened Atlantic salmon with double broccoli. Oh my gosh! It, Brother, it's, it's, I am so hungry right now. <laughs> it, <laughs> you talking it's, wings? I'm, I'm having to walk away. I'm walking away right now. You mm-hmm. just, uh, you mm-hmm. do the show for a minute. I will. I will, I will. So a lot going on again. The NFL, NFL championship game this weekend. But let's go ahead and start. Um, Thursday, the long-awaited Trent Baalke 
Meets the media. Meets the doggone media. Uh, we've been asking for it. And we were sort of hoping maybe the reason he had not yet met the media is maybe he was, he was given his walking papers. There were rumors that he, you know, there was a rift in the front office and, and he might uh, step away. But, uh, but no, that, that wasn't the case. That wasn't the case at all. Uh, in fact, um, so we've got a few questions that were asked asked of um, one Trent Balky as he met uh, the, the, the media contingent um, on Thursday. And let, let's start with, with the, the rift in, in the front office, uh, the rumored rift. And uh, what exactly did Trent Balky have to say about that? A lot of what's written, a lot of the narratives that are out there are just false. Plain and simple. False narratives. Just false. It, it, you know, hey, if, hey it, it's fake news, Casey. I guess it's just fake news is what no, it is, Ron, right? everything <laughs> you're hearing out there about me, Ron, is just, you know, yeah, I was actually yeah. on a vacation. Yeah, yeah, uh, I was yeah. just hanging out with my boys, and uh, yeah, I yeah. forgot. I even forgot that we even had a team here in Jacksonville, honestly, quite honestly. Yeah, but there you go. See, and you do him well. I mean, you Thanks, and, and, the, and the, I've been practicing. You and the dude from you and the dude from uh, from Yellowstone. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Yeah, Sounds yeah, sound yeah. just like him. Yeah. Sounds just yeah. like him. So, so, hey, job well done. There's uh, something, there's something to him not not appearing. Obviously, you know. He, he, do you ever feel like? I feel like that some of these people that are in these offices with these sports teams, brother, they're borderline politicians. Oh yeah. Stop me if I'm wrong. No, you're 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 not, you're not wrong at all. So, um, poll questions that are out there are these, and I should have added another. And I'll, I'll, maybe you know what? Maybe you could add this one as well. It's kind of funny, I think. So, poll question I have right now: Who do you want to win the Super Bowl? That's one. And are you surprised that neither Bill Belichick or Mike Vrabel uh, has an NFL head coaching gig with only two jobs opening uh, remaining with? Washington, which it appears that Ben Johnson will be hired as soon as the Lions season is over. And uh, in Seattle, I guess the odds-on favorite now is uh, might be Dan Quinn, the Cowboys coordinator, who was the coordinator under Pete Carroll on that, uh, in Seattle for uh, many a years. The other one I should have added, for people that listened to Trent Baalke's uh, presser on Thursday, and I went this morning, I listened to the entire 30 minutes of it, I called bits and pieces of it on Thursday as I was driving around um, uh, Jacksonville with my United Rentals truck. Um, the over-under time you rolled your eyes, four and a half, when, when he answered a question. The over-under is four and a half. My, I went way over, by the way. I went way over. I mean, when he made, hey, when he made the comment about, uh, you know, they were asking about uh, the, the new defensive coordinator, uh, Nielsen has been hired, and and uh, you know he, he he's known as more of a, uh, a man concepts def- defensive coordinator as opposed to uh, zone, which is what the Jaguars play and what you know their corners are more suited for. And he's going from a, a three you know three four to maybe a four or three. He's a look, guys. I'm 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 more about uh, uh, you know I'm not really a schematics guy. That's coach. Uh, I, I'm, I'm the Jimmy's and Joe's guy. Well, you know what, damn it, you better get better at Jimmy's and Joe acquisitions because you suck at that, okay? I mean, he, he, he says, he says, um, well, we got, we, got to get, uh, we got to get bigger, 
stronger and tougher. Right? That's what he said. Right? Bigger, stronger, and tougher. Sounds um, like a Taylor Swift song. I don't know if you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it says it's, a, it's a, de- a developmental league, and guys need to play quick. Well, can you get us some dudes that can play quick? I mean, let's, let's rattle off some guys here, Casey Dobson. Let's just rattle off some dudes. 21 draft, okay. Uh, there are some guys that, that are contributing. By the way, 15-5 early Gator lead is they're uh, got a nice, up to a nice, nice start uh, as they host Georgia in Gainesville. Uh, anyway, so, okay. So Trevor, uh, Trevor Lord, okay. Yep. I'd say hit. You know, obviously he, he, re- he regressed a little this year, whether it was due to injuries or <laughs> schematics or a bad offensive line or whatever the case may be, a combination of all of that. But still, you figure, you, you know, you've got your quarterback. Uh, ETN, well, I, nice running back, you know, played well. Uh, you know, again, he, he wasn't quite the running back the back half of the season as he was the first half. But, he, you know, you, you still feel that you've got a solid player. And uh, – Travis Etienne. Okay. But then uh, Tyson Campbell, you know, battled some injuries as well. Been a nice player. Walker Little, don't know. Seems to play inside better than he does outside. He just just been okay. Andre Cisco, uh, when he's played, again, the guy's had some injury issues, but when he's played, I'd say he's been okay. Hasn't quite been the ball hawk that he was coming out of the college at Syracuse. Jake Tufele. Well, remember he was cut year one. He's now making plays on the Bengals, uh, the Bengals uh, roster. Uh, Jordan Smith, hardly knew you. Luke Farrell, I mean he sees the field a handful of snaps. Jalen Camp, I think he was a wide receiver from Georgia Tech. If I'm not, if, if I'm thinking right, uh, nope. Going to 2022, Trayvon Walker had a better season this year. Devin Lloyd, okay. Luke Fortner. Not, not nearly good enough. Chad Muma didn't play. Snoop Connor on the Cowboys practice squad. Gregory Jr., or whatever. Monteric Buster Brown, he's played okay uh, when he's been forced into action. On the 2023 draft, maybe the worst draft they've had. Now, again, a year in, maybe some of these guys, you know, uh, flash, and they really uh, – there's a huge – um, uh, you know, some, some huge strides made year over year from year one to year two. But Anton Harrison was the only rookie that played this year. He said, you know what, okay, all right, we see it. Well, you know, he, he played well. He had a good rookie season, absolutely. Um, Brent Strange played terrible. Tank Bisky, Bigsby can't hold on the football. Ventrell Miller was hurt before the season started. Tyler Lacey, okay. <laughs> Yasir Abdullah, yeah, mm-hmm. Antonio Johnson, I think he had a – he did have a, a sack on a blitz, I remember, once, uh, you know, when he was, you know, unblocked. Um, Parker Washington played a, a little when uh, Christian Kirk goes down. Nothing to write home about. Christian Braswell, okay. Did he play at all? I don't think so. Eric Hallett, not on the team. Cooper Hodges, banged up. Uh, Raymond Vahasek, not on the team. Derek Parrish, not on the team. So, that's that's what you that's what you've given us. That's what you've given us. Those, those are the groceries that you've provided our team with, Trent Balky. So, all about Jimmy's and Joe's. Uh, can you find us a few Jimmy's and Joe's that on on that list 
outside of maybe Trevor, Travis, I wouldn't roll with DeMarcus, uh, 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 Trayvon Walker either. With all the guys that I just mentioned, Anton Harrison as well, I guess. If, all, if everyone else, is there anybody, if you found out tomorrow, uh, Casey Dobson, that they were no longer on the roster, he'd say, oh, man, oh, boy, we, oh, man, that's, that's, that's huge. Is there anybody? I, I, I just went over the entire 259 people that were drafted, and as I'm looking at some of them, I'm like, who? Like, when I come across the Jaguars, I'm like, who? Who is that? I don't even remember. Like, no, not losing sleep over it. I, <laughs> we, oh, my goodness. Like, uh, and then, uh. and then if And then if you want to go in and make yourself really sick, when you go over on the list you have, the 259, and you see them in sequential order, and you look at guys the Jaguars have drafted, and then you see dudes drafted after them, and not in a different position because that happens because you're looking for needs and things like that. But guys drafted in the same position, and I'm sure you can rattle a few guys off. They're like, man, what are we thinking? Right? What, what kind of what kind of evaluating were, were they doing in, in that front office? Um, yeah, it's just uh, it feels like gut punches is what it feels like. So, yeah, Jimmy, hey, Mr. Jimmy's and Joe's and not Mr. Schematics, can you get us a few guys, please? Can you please give us a few? And then, uh, as, as the pressure went on, uh, he was asked, um, let's see here, where, where, where do we want to go next, Casey? Where do we want to go next? Let's go to, um, uh, you know, Press Taylor and, and, and uh, the thoughts on the offensive coordinator. Coach and I, and ownership, you know, we, we talked throughout the year. We've talked uh, through about everything. And uh, those discussions, you know, will remain private, you know. But at the end of the day, like I said, Coach owns the, the coaching staff. And he's held responsible for that coaching staff. And I can tell you this, I support every decision that he makes 100%. You know, we have discussions. We get through with the discussions whether it's the draft, free agency, coaches, personnel staff, support staff, we go through the process and we talk about everything. And at the end of the day, once the decision's made, we make it, we, go, we, we move on. So I'm 100% behind anything coach decides because I've been factored into it. I've been a part of those discussions. Hey, first and foremost, I wanna, does, does he know what the coach's name is? Does he know Doug Peterson's name? Uh, I, again, man, he I was mean, on vacation. I mean, man. He was at a family I mean, barbecue that I lasted mean, two and a half weeks. Maybe he was wondering if – I wonder if – I better just say coach because I'm just – I don't know if – I don't know, did maybe Doug Peterson, did he retire, did he resign, did we hire somebody else? I just got to say coach. Doug is a really good uh, – <laughs> Good Lord. Waiter, Doug uh, makes really good bolognese and cheeses. Cool. He is a bologna guy. You know, hackers and sausage guy and, and Maroni bologna, you know, Maroni bologna. Uh, so um, that, that answer was code for, yeah, I, I, you know, I was – I blamed the offensive scheme uh, and the play calling on the regression on offense, uh, not the pedestrian players that I drafted, as in Tank Bixby and, and Britton Strange to come in and help right away. That's what that's code for. When he says, well, we're going to keep those discussions private, that means, yeah, uh, there was a rift between me and, 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 uh, and, and coach, as he calls him, and coach about uh, the offensive play calling. That's what that means to me. 
Ah, that's just that's just one guy's opinion. What would you, what would you what would you say, Casey, if you were to decode that answer? What would you think? Boy, if those walls could talk. Yeah, those walls could talk. Uh, but yeah, remember it, they're in the talent acquisition business. So that never mind. That's that's Gainesville. That's Billy Napier's comment. That's his calling card. My bad. Sorry, sorry, Billy. Sorry, sorry. Uh, and then uh, he was asked about you know hey Josh Allen. You know he he's obviously a free agent. And will he remain in a Jacksonville Jaguar? I know Josh wants to be here. I know we want him here. You know, can we come to a number that works for everybody? That's the that's the key, and I respect that. I, I, like I said last year with Evan's situation. I mean, I, I, look, I'll give uh, Josh Allen credit. Had a hell of a season. And he's a dude that loves the community, ball accounts, gets out and, and does a lot of stuff. Uh, visits a bunch of schools, and he's, he's out in the community. He and his, he and his bride. Uh, and he's a member, he's a Jacksonvillian, right? He's a, he's a member of the 904, or I heard there's now a new area code, a th- the 324. Have you heard that, Casey? Uh, no. Yeah, there's new, new, yeah. So starting Monday, uh, when you, I heard this earlier in the week, maybe I'm wrong here, but I heard earlier in the week that um, you now, starting Monday, you have to uh, dial 904. When you're in the area code, you can't just dial out. My number is 9458554. You can't just dial that. If you don't have a number in, you've got to dial the 904 first. Um, I don't and, know if that was a good idea to throw that them digits out there. You might you might have a few people uh, calling you out here. <laughs> that's fine. No one's going no, no one's that, that's what no they're one, calling you for. No one's going to remember. You know what? What's the old uh, uh, the old uh, quote by Nick Nolte? And blue chips, ah, oh, 100 years, 100, 100 million Chinamen don't really care what the hell it was. No one cares about Ron Compton's number. Nah. So anyway, so, but then, like, next month, there's, I think it's 324. But there's, a, there's another area code coming to Jacksonville, Florida. I think it's the 324. Um, so that's, uh, that was said by, uh, uh, one more comment from Josh Allen. Look, and I think, look, Josh Allen, he, he absolutely, he's one of the home runs. It was hit in the draft, and oh, by the way, the, you know what? Hey, you, hey, guess what? Uh, uh, you can't take credit for that one, Trent. That didn't happen under your watch, young man. Um, and then we'll ask one more before we break here. Um, Who's asked about Calvin Ridley and his thoughts on Calvin Ridley's first season, and then also Ridley moving forward as a potential member of the Jacksonville Jaguars? Calvin did some awfully good things. I, I love Calvin Ridley. He's uh, he's all ball. Uh, you guys and gals that were able to see it practice, I mean, he loves, to, he loves to practice. He loves to play. He loves the game. You know, when you bring somebody in that hasn't been a part of football for over a year and a half, it, you got to knock the rust off. And he did that. And, and at times he showed he, who he was, who he can be. I'll t- tell you what, Calvin really is an exceptional route runner. Uh, he, he's got uh, good top-end speed. He can break a guy's ankles. So, but they were never on the same page when, there, when you had option routes, man. It was like 50-50. When there was a route that needed to be ran, he, he was going to run a skinny post or he was going to run a go route or he was going to you know, run a dig. Look, he, he'd make a guy look silly and he was open. But when there were option routes involved, uh, he, there was no trust there. He wasn't and, the and, right and, option. He, he damn sure was not the right option. Um, and, and that really was, was very glaring. Uh, we talk about Trevor and 
and he he not he, he didn't utilize the middle of the field at all. That really went went completely away when Christian Kirk uh, was injured, was out. Right? I mean, I mean, when you think about when things went got sideways, it was Cam Robinson and Christian Kirk, and they're both out. Then the offense really regressed. And a lot of it was they didn't. Have, I don't think Trevor had confidence a that the offensive line could give him a lot of time um, to to scan the middle of the field. He was looking. It was one or two reads, and the ball was out. And then the other was, do I have anybody that I, other than Evan Ingram that I really trust when there is an option route? You know, when, when I'm you know, running down the seam, uh, should I, you know, should I look at a guy that's maybe I, we, when I played it was always it was man coverage. We'd always say the hip pocket. You know, you you get a guy in your hip pocket, right? If if he's shading one hip, you go the other way. Shading, the, you know, and that's what that's what we would do. It, it was it was a simple concept uh, as a receiver. Um, but I don't think he had confidence in any other anybody else, and I think that was that was huge. All right, we'll step aside for a break. We'll come back. Uh, we're at the Yellow House in Tinseltown. Brent Beard is going to check in with us, and we'll bounce around the world of college football. Uh, and I've got a lot of questions for Brent. Uh, this this portal stuff, uh, maybe the the timeline as far as uh, when they do things, and also. Uh, Quick update as we break here. Gators up 26-19, the eight-minute mark here in the first half over Georgia. And, again, we're at the old house. We'll come back and talk to Brent Beard with the College Weekly Notebook after this. We we denied them, Ron. We denied them enter the Sandman from Metallica. So we're coming back from our first commercial break with some enter the Sandman. I mean, so – I love it. I mean, oh, absolutely tremendous. So, got a funny story. Got a friend of mine who was out at Trivia a couple nights ago. And, uh, you know, she knows I'm kind of a sports fan, you know. And I, I might have got a text. From her with a screenshot of a sports question, and the question was asking what you know what song did Hall of Fame closer Mariana Rivera come out to the Yankees bullpen? <laughs> I mean, can't really make that up, Casey Dobson. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say you knew the answer. Yeah, I'm gonna say I might have, kno- I might have known the answer, and. Uh, by the way, something you said, too, as we welcome Brent Beard in as we uh, broadcast to you from the Ill House on Tinseltown. Uh, so I mentioned about phone numbers earlier, right? And I get a text message. Yeah, you're right. I agree. The Jaguars drafting was terrible, uh, and some people do remember. So, damn, some people did remember my phone number. It was a random, a random listener, Casey, sent me a text message agreeing I with a – I told a, you. I told you. You opened up draft. a can of worms with these people. Hey, but look, I, um, I, hey, I, I, I am single, by the way. I, I, I can do that. I'm a, I'm a single man, and, you know, so I don't have to worry about, like, calls or my wife or something. I might get back, hey, who's that? Who's texting? Who's I don't know. It's a listener. It's a listener. That's what I would have to say. Oh, it's just a listener. It's just a listener. I don't have to say that. It can it can be whatever it needs to be there, Casey Dobson. 
All right, can be whatever it needs to be. All right, Correct. so without further ado, let's bring our good friend Brent Beard in and bring you the College Weekly Notebook. Right here on 1010XL, we watch a little Florida-Georgia basketball. Gators up by nine with 6-12 to go in the first half. Brent, welcome. Well, welcome, and the uh, Gators are giving uh, Mike White in Georgia a rude welcome today. Uh, but, Ron, th- th- look, this is a big game for the Gators. They, re- they really need to win uh, th- this game with what's coming up for them over it. They've got like four of the next six uh, on the road. Well, uh, a, trip to, a, a trip to Rupp Arena awaits, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, uh, midweek. So, yeah, so. Uh, and they, matter of fact, they play Georgia again in about, a, in less than a month uh, is, is kind of interesting. So, uh, but, and listen, uh, you and I may be in agreement on this, but uh, I congratulate Georgia at this point for where they are. Sure. Uh, they've, they've had a good season, but but even with that said, Ron, and them at 4-2 and two in the league uh, and 14-5 and five overall, I, I always thought that Mike White was basically about as average a coach as the day is long. By, by the way, a, a three ball with a chance for a four-point play. Uh, <laughs> Will Richard, do you, do you remember – the former Auburn basketball player uh, and, and long-time NBA player that, like, I want to say had the NBA record for career four-point plays for a long time? Uh, the former Auburn player? I think he played for Auburn, yep, played in the NBA for a long time. He, he, he had a lot of four-point plays in the NBA. <laughs> a lot of four-point plays. Uh, yeah, like, uh, Will Richard just now hit a three and, and yeah. got fouled hit, and hit, you know, hit the uh, – Free throw, yep. Mm-hmm. Listen, they are a Wesley run. Person is Wesley Person is the name I'm, I'm going to give you. Yep. Yeah, yes. What well, Wesley Person got about as much publicity as being an assistant coach and for, for recruiting uh, violations as anything else that happened there. Uh, frankly, but yeah, he was a he was a tremendous player. Uh, by the way, and, and I didn't realize this, Ron. Florida leads the nation in total rebounds. Uh, that that uh, they've struggled with some things this year, but that's pretty impressive. Hey, Brent, question for you: uh, College football recruiting related. Um, had I given this date out, you know, five or six years ago, people, oh yeah, I know what that is. I mean, this this date it signifies two things for me. It's a heavenly uh, birthday for my dad, uh, February the 7th. But, it, but it's also National Signing Day. Now, if I were to roll that date out, no one would even know. No, but, but it used to be a really, really big deal. So my question to you is, right now, give me a few maybe big-name recruits that, uh, that might still be out there uh, uh, that, that haven't uh, put ink to paper yet. Uh, ahead of this uh, signing day in a week and a half? Uh, as, as I'm looking at that up, I also want to, um, Ron, I also want to say um, that, and you and, I have, you and I have discussed this a little bit, we have got to uh, do something, do we not, to bring some sanity uh, to uh, 
the uh, 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 this these these recruiting dates uh, that are frankly ridiculous, uh, in that we've got everything. Uh, do we not in the month of December, and that is, and that causes problems. Without a doubt. Now, now, uh, Jim Harbaugh is a bad example because I think he he was wanting to go into the league uh, anyway because he wants to win a Super Bowl, and you know that's you know good for him, right? He wins a national championship, wants to go win a Super Bowl like his brother, and, and be the the fourth coach in uh, history to win both a uh, Super Bowl uh, as well as. Um, you know, a college football national championship. But, man, look, with the way things are set up now, it, it is, to me, it, it's, it's, it's going to be – you'll, you'll see why a lot of these college coaches will want to bounce onto the NFL. It used to be because of money. It's no longer the money. The, the money's the same. But, boy, oh, boy, man, uh, as far as how things are done between the, the – where the dates line up when you're a college football coach at a high level you've got to worry about signing day the portal uh now getting ready for a college football playoff uh all at the same time they've got to find a way to to move these dates around um to to they, they can manage things a little more efficiently as far as these college coaches are concerned i am i am looking at um the rivals uh, basically top 150. I'm through 33, uh, and everybody is committed. Uh, I'm still I'm still scrolling here, okay? Uh, and and everybody can. I'm on 66, and everybody still is committed. Or sign? Uh, you mean signed? They're all signed, right? Uh, well, yeah, they, yeah signed. Uh, or, or or at least they're committed. Um, so, but yeah, basically everyone the just about every one of these guys. So what? What does that tell you? It, it tells you that uh, they have signed in the early signing period in December. And see, the other thing is, is Ron, if they've signed in December, uh, 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 I think a lot of these guys would sign if we had the early signing period in August. Don't you? Oh, well, without a doubt, and and I. I would say that uh, just to, to me to make things easier for everybody, and, and this would also, uh, and we talked about this, Brent, off the air in terms of the one thing the NFL does such a tremendous job of is they are always in the news. There's never a dead period in the NFL from schedule releasing to free agency to the draft, obviously the season, the coaching carousel, you name it, they're, all, they're always, they're always in, in the news. Well, college football, imagine uh, if you were to, to uh, say, have an early signing date, say, in early August, right? Say, an early signing day. Yeah. Lead you into the season late August, early September. Then you have the season. You have the playoff. Uh, then, uh, after the playoff, maybe you open the portal up. Then you open the portal after yeah. the portal, you have your late signing day. Then you leads it leads into spring ball. Then spring ball is over. You can have your late portal. So then you're in the news from early August to the very end of April. You've only got a couple yeah. of months. It's, it's about. Yeah. It, it would be more like the NFL, and it would also help these coaches and universities out in terms of how they're able to structure things. And, and see, by the time you get to uh, April in May, the magazines come out. 
So you're going to have a little bit of push from there. Uh, also, uh, but, but again, Ron, I'm looking through the uh, now the uh, 24/7 Sports Talk 250, and 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 basically every one of these guys have signed. You've got a few uh, uh, guys who are still who are committed, and it says they're 100% committed. So to prove <laughs> to prove your point, does it not, Ron, uh, that uh, that really, uh, I'm not going to say it's anticlimactic, but frankly, the one in February now almost is. It, it, it really is. All right, we'll break here. We'll come back, and I'll uh, ask you about uh, the new Michigan head coach, who is the OC, Sharon Moore. Get your thoughts there. Uh, that and more broadcast to you from the Yellow House in Tiffletown on 1010XL. And welcome back. Welcome back to Confident Company, company from the old house in Tinseltown. You know, Casey and Brent, I could sit and listen to that song all day. I mean, all day. I, I, was, I could just I was sit. Thinking if you, it sounded I was thinking mean, like you was in your fields for a minute. I, like, I was. We weren't coming back from break. I, we, I, I thought about not. I was just going to let that song continue to play. I mean, uh, boy. Absolutely love the Eagles. And I'm so glad that Chuck Elliott isn't around right now. Real quick, okay. shout out to uh, one Ray Dobson. She can sing Desperado like nobody's business. I tell you. Really? She'll, oh, she'll put the Eagles to shame. So uh, go ahead and text me there, wifey. How about that? I, you know, you're, I haven't met her, but, but I think she may be one of my favorite people already. Uh, without a doubt. So we're at the old house in Tinseltown, the open uh, weekend for brunch at 10 o'clock. Uh, daily drink specials, food specials. I mean, I tell people we're in the world. I mean, I had the salmon. I had salmon, double broccoli, and a salad today. So eating healthy, absolutely stuffed. Um, but they have a, uh, well, I don't know where you can get this, steak, shrimp, two sides for like 16 bucks. I challenge you to go anywhere and get a deal like that and, in all of Jacksonville. And we are at the L House in Tinseltown right off of Southside Boulevard. Come by and say hello to us here each and every Saturday from 12 until 2 o'clock. Um, talking sports with you. It's our Saturday home. Um, all right, so back to a little college sports talk. Before I ask you about Michigan, um, Brent, um, and I bring this up because, boy, it just shows you how quickly guys can go from uh, the hot guy to the forgotten guy. Have you seen the latest landing spot for Chad Morris, Brent? Uh, no. I mean, I, I, I'm interested. You're right. Uh, he, was, he was a hot commodity years ago. He was. For, for many, many years, Chad Morris was that hot guy. He's now, okay, so back when he was coaching back uh, in 2010, he, he was the offensive coordinator for Tulsa for one uh, G.J. Kinney, right? Now G.J. Kinney 
is your uh, Texas you says your Texas State head coach. And he just hired Chad Morris as a wide receivers coach. Yeah. Look, a lot of these guys will end up reinventing themselves or trying to uh, at, at some point. I mean, he was at Arkansas. He was at uh, obviously at SMU. Um, so ho- hopefully he'll be able to get back soon. By the way, I want to mention this too. Uh, in watching the Gator basketball game, people may not realize, and they may have a question, uh, uh, where has Dick Vitale been all year? Uh, you probably know this, but Vitale, unfortunately, uh, because of a cancer situation, he had to have surgery on his vocal cords. And, Ron, he's having to rest his voice, so he really can't talk except using an iPad uh, or a whiteboard. He's hoping to be back by the end of the season. Uh, but, you you know, you could tell last year listening to, to Vitale that he was he was struggling and having some issues uh, and, and certainly hope he gets back. Uh, you, you miss his enthusiasm, but uh, I, I'm sure somebody been wondering where he's been, but uh, he is just home in Orlando trying to uh, heal his voice, and hopefully he'll be back soon. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, he's, he's, he's definitely battled the uh, health issues, and hopefully he can get right and, and get back to as close to 100% as possible. And, and uh we can hear him back on, on the airwaves, man, with his diaper dandies. And, uh, yeah, uh, so he's, he's certainly uh, certainly missed on the ESPN broadcast for sure. Um, the question, Brent, as we move on, I've been joined by Brent Beer in the College Weekly Notebook. Um, Michigan makes her hire, right? Michigan's got their guy. Uh, he was their offensive coordinator, uh, Sharon Moore. Um, do you think? Do you think, in your opinion, when look, I guarantee you, during the during the season, it was probably fifty-fifty all year as to whether or not Jim Harbaugh would come back or move on to the NFL. Given his his, I think him wanting to go back to the league, the uh, the sanctions levied against the university, and maybe the the more sanctions coming. Do you think that it was always Sharon Moore uh, or Bust anyway? I mean, there were rumors of, obviously, uh, Brian Kelly leaving LSU and going back to Michigan at the job or to become available. Your thoughts, Brent? Well, uh, uh, Brian Kelly has basically hired a new defensive staff uh, with Bo Davis from Texas and Corey Raymond from Florida uh, and Blake Baker of Missouri. So I – I don't think he's going to leave that crew this early unless that was his dream job. Uh, and you also heard Lance Leopold mentioned Matt Rule at Nebraska. He's he's not going to leave Nebraska. Heard Luke Fickle a little bit. Look, that's still a great job at Michigan. There's no doubt about it. And uh, but by the way, uh, Ron, folks were wondering about what was going to happen uh, with Mentor. Uh, the defensive coordinator who is so good, uh, Jesse Mentor, he is leaving Michigan. That that just broke a few minutes ago uh, to go to the oh, NFL, staff. obviously. Yeah. So, uh, which is disappointing for Michigan. But look, I'll say this: uh, I get promoting Sharon Moore uh, and trying to get a smooth transition and all that. 
But, Ron, you and I have been doing this too long, and we've seen a lot of these smooth transition when you promote somebody from the staff, and they really have never been a head coach before. And, and in a what, Ron, two or three years, they can catch up with you. Brent, you know, I was I was going to ask you, Brent. I'm glad you you, you brought it up in, in that way. So it usually never work. It typically doesn't work out when a lot of the players are the reason a guy gets hired. Dabo right. Swinney was right. wide receivers coach at Clemson. That did work out. Remember, there's going to be a mutiny in Clemson if yeah. Dabo Swinney wasn't Tommy Bowden's replacement. And obviously, it's worked out. Do you think? And I think I would I would say yes to this. I want to get your opinion. If there were no immediate transfer portal and there wasn't a huge 30-day window, I think Michigan would have done more of a due diligence and it had been more of a due process and vetting before they just promoted a guy. I think they a lot of they they were they felt pressured to promote their offensive coordinator. Or they look, they're they're already replacing seventeen starters yeah, on that unit right. from a year from a year ago. Imagine had they went outside, hired someone else, all the guys that might have jumped in that portal, then they would have really been depleted. So they really had no choice, in my opinion. No, uh, no, uh, no, I would agree with that, uh, frankly. Uh, and, but you're dealing with um, such a fragile roster right now with a lot of these schools. They want to be able to keep that together. But, Ron, here's the reality, though. Uh, if, you've, if you've got a roster that basically is not coming back, uh, the majority of it, uh, I, my thing would be, uh, man, I would have hired Lance Leopold in a second, uh, who's done a tremendous job at Kansas. Uh, and, he, you know, yes, he has. He sure has, Brent. Uh, and, look, I would, I would much, and, and, and maybe it works out, but I would much rather have a Leopold uh, coaching for me three years from now and who he could bring in uh, and how he could develop the program uh, than uh, Sharon Moore. Uh, I mean, that's just me. I wish Sharon Moore well. I hope it works out. But, but look, again, you and I have just seen way too many of these things that it was a quick fix. But these, but these guys, you know, the, the Peter principle, you rise to the level of your incompetence. And, it, and at some point, a look, uh, whether it's the NFL or whether it is in college football, uh, experience matters, does it not? And to me, that if you hire an experienced head coach, I just think you're better off. Without a doubt. All right, Brent. As we let you get out of here, I got two. I want to ask you to partake in the poll questions. Um, who are you pulling for this weekend? Or how, well, I should, who are you pulling for to win the the Super Bowl? And then also, are you surprised that neither Mike Vrabel or Bill Belichick has a job? Yeah, uh, more more Belichick. Vrabel is more Gene Stallings. He wants to run the ball and play good defense. I mean, he's a good football coach, uh, but look, to me, uh, Belichick would have been a great quick fix if you've got a team that is kind of on the verge of, of being able to put it together. I would think Belichick could come in there and be able to uh, uh, to do that uh, all the way around. Look, I would, Ron, I'd love to see Detroit win it uh, all, frankly, 
that would be a great story, but it's really going to be hard to beat uh, San Francisco, uh, frankly, in, in Kansas City. I know a lot of people are going for Baltimore, and I get that, but I will I will go with um, uh, with Kansas City and San Francisco uh, with especially uh, if Debo Samuel's plays uh, and, and probably uh, San Francisco to win it. So who are, you, who are you pulling for, Brent? Who do you want to win it all? Well, well, I'd love to. Again, I'd love to see Detroit win it all. Okay. Uh, all right. uh, you know, I mean that we haven't seen that before. What a celebration that would be in the city of Detroit. But uh, I'm also being realistic. No, absolutely, Brent. Hey, Brent, we appreciate you checking in with us, man. Okay, brother. Take care. Uh, you too, man. That's Brent Beard in the College Weekly Notebook. Uh, we're stepping aside for a break. We'll come back on this day in sports. Uh, revisit our poll questions, talk more Jags. Again, Gators up 47-34 at the half over Georgia uh, in Gainesville. It would be a huge win for the Gators getting to 4-3 in league play, and then they would drop Georgia to 4-3 uh, in league play as well with Florida has a big matchup at Rupp Arena uh, upcoming uh, midweek that you'll be able to hear right here on 1010XL. That more from the old house in Tinseltown, 1010XL. Compton and Company on 1010XL. I mean, I can sit and listen to this all day, too. I was fitting to ask you, do you ever feel like I mean, you're living life in the I, 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 I mean, I, I, I will say this. So... Yours truly did get married at a very early age. Uh, was married 20 years. And uh, I, I lived my 20s in my 40s. <laughs> so, and, and, but hey, but the beauty, the beauty of it is I can, I survived it all. And I can, I can laugh about it now. Uh, I had about a six-month stretch where I was, man, I did some crazy stuff. I mean, that's that's all I'll say. <laughs> I mean, that's all I'll say. I did some things that I, I questioned my intelligence looking back, but all, all is well in the world now. As we broadcast to you from the L House in Tinseltown, not a better place to come hang out, man. Uh, nice gathering here. Uh, but look, whether you want sports bars, atmosphere, you want a cool restaurant environment, inside, outside, it's all here. Great food, Great drink prices, uh, and we're here. Now, unfortunately, Chuck isn't on site because he's the one that's here, and people sign his, want his autograph, and I get it. I don't want Chuck's autograph, too. I mean, come on. Who wouldn't want Chuck Elliott's autograph? Uh, he's going to chime in um, here in a few moments, and we'll give you our picks uh, for this week. Uh, there's only two. Sadly, there's only two games this week. Then we take off a week, and then we have the Super Bowl. Uh, hey, now – how many people listening um, do you think Casey Dobson? And let's see if you know this. Did you know that uh, unless uh, you like, uh, you know, you're spending money uh, with the NFL, uh, I mean, what, that you you can't mention Super Bowl? Did you know that? 
I did not know that. So, so, so the NFL considers any commercial activity that uses the term Super Bowl to be in violation. And don't underestimate how seriously they take this. In the past, they haven't hesitated to send cease and desist letters to businesses and even churches who use their name to promote events and services. So, unless you are the Super Bowl, you're the NFL, you're not allowed to mention Super Bowl. Don't bring it up. Especially or they in may church. Co- or they may come after you. That's it's like, remember the first meet the parents, so been still bomb, 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 bomb. You can't say bomb on a plane, sir. <laughs> and he gets in, we're bomb. I mean, I guess we're not allowed to say Super Bowl. You know, can't do it. We're, we're here we are. We're tithing this Sunday just so we can talk <laughs> about the Super Bowl. So passing around the plates now are the Deacons. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Again, we're here. I'll guarantee you, I need to find out from Buddy Sean here. Um, what they're doing for the Super Bowl. They usually have a, uh, a heck of a deal, like a big buffet where it's food and drink and stuff like that. I need to find out what they're doing this year because, uh, man, the Yellow House usually puts on one heck of a Super Bowl party if you don't already have one uh, that you're going to with a bunch of, bunch of you know, uh, buddies or friends, family members, whatever the case may be. So we'll, I'll find out what that is, and, and uh, we'll promote that as, as we move forward here from the Yellow House in Tinseltown, uh, 47-37, Gators, um, the star of the second half in Gainesville as they take on the hated Georgia Bulldogs. Hey, by the way, the Georgia's 1-9 in their last 10 against Florida. Mike White's 0-2 against the Gators. Hopefully he'll be, he'll be 0-3 after today and his return to the exact tech arena. Poll so, questions. Yeah, what are they? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go. Let, so we can have a little discussion about them while we, you know, because Chuck's going to call in eventually. So he w- at some point. Yeah, yeah. He'll he'll finally wake up from his afternoon nap. So the first question of the day by All Site Construction Inc. is: Who do you want to win the Super Bowl? It is without a doubt sixty-one point five percent people want the Lions. Second place yep. would be the Ravens. Nobody wants the Chiefs, and the 49ers only got eight percent. What say you there, Ron? I would. Uh, I would also lean. Um, I would lean uh, the. Uh, have have to lean the 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 uh, the, the uh, Lions as well. By the way, also contracting. Um, my buddy Daniel, uh, Daniel and, and Amy, call Amy at five seven four nine thousand five seven four nine thousand. Yeah, they're a site contractor, site uh, underground uh, contractor, site clearing. But they also offer next day services on roll off dumpsters. Most of it, look, me and United Rentals. Now, when I hear United Rentals, we have everything under the sun, construction related. The only thing we don't have are dumpsters. I mean, you name it, we have it. We don't have dumpsters as uh, Gators up now 17 after a three ball by Water Clayton Jr., who's a new dad, by the way. Uh, call Amy at 574-9000, if you roll off container needs. And if you don't get next day's service, the dumpster is absolutely free. And you can't beat free. Uh, so anyway, so I am, when it comes to sports, and you're la- I think this I think you may laugh at this. I'm like a woman when it you know you know women remember everything. Like if you're married for eight, I was married for 20 years. Like I you know I forget stuff that happened five minutes ago. But boy oh boy, if I did something wrong, I'd get reminded of it. Maybe you remember when we dated back in like 1996? Oh, man, really? I mean, it's 2014. What are you talking about? Right? Do you agree? I mean, we we don't bring up anything. 
but our girlfriends, our wives, they remember it all. Would you agree, Casey Dobson? Uh, 100%. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's Yeah, I can't hide. That's me when it comes to sports in terms of things that I can't let go. I will never root for the Baltimore Ravens to win anything because they are a fraud of an organization. And here's what, here's what I mean by that. When the whole Ray Rice stuff happened, right, and, and, and he was, you know, caught, you know, on video surveillance of uh, roughing up his then fiance now wife, I think Janelle, um, and was it a Vegas casino, I think, was it? I think it was yeah. Vegas, yeah, Atlantic was. City, Atlantic City, whatever it was. So he gets in trouble. And it looked rightfully so. Rightfully so. And he never played in the NFL again after that. But it wasn't because uh, of that. It was because he was over the hill and it, it, he wasn't worth, you know, you know, you know the, uh, the risk, right? But one of the, you know, they had, you know, Jersey trade-in day uh, in Baltimore. I don't know how many people listening know this. Okay, so one of the jerseys that was offered was tr- for Terrell Suggs. Terrell Suggs is a scumbag. Terrell Suggs, it was before the Ray Rice stuff, so it wasn't on video, it wasn't whatever. He, got, he dragged his pregnant girlfriend alongside the car door down the street because he was mad at her, poured bleach on her and their infant son as well. Got suspended, I think, for like one game in the the league. But it was before every, you know, social media took off and everything. Everyone had a, you know, camera phone and everything was videotaped or whatever. Terrell Suggs did those things. The Ravens knew. And that was one of the jerseys you could trade Ray Rice's in for was Terrell Suggs. And he's a scumbag. Yeah. Uh, So I'll never forgive the Ravens for that. So I'll never for the Ravens to win a damn thing. So, yeah, so I can't pull for the Ravens. I won't pull for the Niners because, well, they've broken my Dallas Cowboys hearts a lot, you know, with the catch, uh, the back-to-back, um, you know, playoff exits the, the you know, last two seasons. Not this year. Didn't even make it there this year. Green Bay knocked us out. And then uh, I like Kansas City. I mean, I like Mahomes. I'm a big Mahomes fan, and I think Kansas City's going to win it all. I shows just, over, I'm not, shows over, I'm I, well, I, I'm not going to pick against Mahomes until somebody beats him. You know, to be the man, you have to beat the man, and no one's just beating the man. I mean, we, we, we talked about, well, okay, uh, they, his receivers lead the NFL in drops. Uh, he doesn't have that game breaker. Uh, Travis Kelsey's now, you know, you know his, his game is being interrupted by uh, Taylor Swift. All these things yep. have been said. All these things, but they just he and oh, and he's never won. A, he's never played a road playoff game. Well, they they got over that hump last weekend against who I thought would win it all, Buffalo. Um, so yeah, that's so I'm I'm not, I'm not going to pick against them. So what's your question? So I mean, all right. So it, it appears that we now have a new Brady Gronk, and it's uh, Mahomes Kelsey. So you were watching the uh, the Bills Chiefs game, I assume, correct? Yes. All right. So when Josh Allen, you know, got brought to the ground towards one of the drives towards the end of the game, and the defenders for the Chiefs are laying on top of him, 
after the play, I mean, he was driving forward. He made the first down, and then he keeps getting pushed back, and then he falls to the ground. Do you think that uh, they would have had enough flags to throw if that was Patrick Mahomes? Of course not. Exactly. So <laughs> it's really not. hard. It's it, it really is becoming just <laughs> a disgusting watch when you see one player that will literally walk over to the refs. This is getting to be obscene when a player <laughs> walks over to the refs, pleads his case, and it feels like four or five minutes have passed, and a referee will be like, oh, yeah, here's some yellow laundry for the uh, opposition. We're sorry, Patrick. We should have called that for you. Hey, you know, you know, hey, you know what it is? Hey, uh, defense attorney, you did a great job right there. You're right. <laughs> here's the flag. There, there was even one. There was uh, – I forget who uh, calls the game with, with Tony Romo, but – uh, he even Jim Nance. Out. Okay, Jim Nance asks uh, the the guy that now they have that is the retired referee. Um, yes. Okay. So there was a moment in the game where a, a pass interference, and I'm doing the air quotes, came up against the Bills defender. They, it looked like they went had an espresso talk. You know, talked about you know what the next day was going to be like, their next plans. They were going to Bed Bath and Beyond, and then all of a sudden, a flag comes out for passing well, interference. And it's also, like, what in the well, also, well, well, wait a minute. You also missed a part. They 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 caught Arian Foster, you know, to find out what was on the script. Remember, Arian Foster says that the Arian Foster, the former Houston running back, said NFL is scripted. So they might, they had to call Arian Foster to make sure he had the script to find out what was supposed to happen there. That's what it was. Yeah, it was. And, and then, you know, uh, I, my thoughts go out to Bass. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there, there was a moment in time where I was getting taught by some boys at Creekside High School how to kick a field goal. And I tell you what, I wouldn't have missed that far ride uh, like Come on, brother. I would have at least doinked it. I want to say, okay. I, I want to say at least maybe there was wind or something. Maybe there was wind involved there. I don't know because that ball was right. Okay, but if you're a professional kicker and you know which way I the know. wind's going, kick I get into it. it, brother. Don't kick, you know. Don't don't give the wind any help. I bet you Seabass would have made that from Dumb and Dumber. Seabass <laughs> would have made that the kick right now over here. Over here, Millers. I'll take 10-piece uh, wings, Cajun Ranch, and uh, right. you know what? go ahead and bring me that sweet tea. <laughs> That's right. That's correct. All right. So let's, let's revisit the poll question. Tell folks what we got. Come on, Casey. All right. So the second poll question is, are you surprised that neither Bill Belichick or Mike Vrabel have new jobs? Right now, this one's... This is pretty close. Now, I added in, you said yes or no, but I said a little. So, we had, I gave him three choices. Yes is leading the way. Well, no, excuse me. Yes and a little are both tied at 37.2, and no is at 25.5. We have 94 votes in so far with that one. 37.2 times 2 would be 74.4. Right, I got that. I'm, I'm good at math. I'm not good at much, but I'm pretty good at math and numbers. Hold on, I'm still pulling up my calculator app on my phone. Hold on. <laughs> You're like that person that works at drive-through, you know. That, that now, if you go and their computers are down, and say you give them a twenty, and it was eighteen dollars and twelve cents, you say, "Look, my change is dollar eighty-eight." They're like, "Whoa, whoa!" And no, that, no, no. the look I on their face, change, like, brother. "Whoa!" I got that <laughs> like, whoa. Two dollars back. I got that change. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like, oh, no, what do I do now? I can't, I can't do the math. I can't do the math. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and the other, what was the third question? Tell, I want to hear. I, I, I'm interested to hear about the eye-rolling question. Let, let's, where, where do people stand there? 
So we gave the listening audience a little special. This was probably more for just the Jacksonville listening audience. Yes. After listening to Balky this past presser, over under eye rolls, over four and a half is at 44.4%. Under is at 14, and I threw in a third one as well. <laughs> it was They're a third still one. rolling at 407 well, there you go. I mean, I mean seriously, what, what the hell did he say, man? Uh, just, um, I'm wondering what kind of pictures Trent Baalke has of the cons. Some compromising position somewhere. Maybe maybe he's working on some AI stuff. I don't know. He's got one hey. of those, like, weird <laughs> paintings probably above his bed. Gosh, and, like, mustache man. He's, like, superimposed and everything. He probably walks by it and just rubs it, like, uh... <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I mean something, something because we we mentioned earlier as far as in terms of you know we we mentioned the, the lack of prowess they've had in in draft picks, right? We 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 mentioned that. Um, then you look at free agency. You know, you, you had uh, okay, the twenty two free agents, obviously. Uh, Kirk, Ingram, and Jones are pretty good, but Sheriff, no good. Fadakasi, no good. And Lewicum was pretty good. That 21 class, uh, Philip, Dors- Philip Dorsett, Carlos Hyde, Jihad Ward, Rudy Ford. Come on, man, really? I mean, we did have um, Roy Robertson-Harris, who flashed a little last year, and Rayshon Jenkins, who flashed. But outside of the, the, the pocket of success last year, as season's end, um, have Rayshon Jenkins or Roy Robertson Harris really done anything? Would you miss him if they were gone? Not really. Probably not. All right, we'll, we'll break here. We'll come back. We'll bring Chuck Elliott in and pick games. We've got on this day in sports as well. That and more from the Yale House in Tinseltown on 1010XL. Compton and Company on 1010XL. Somebody finally decided to punch in. Bring I mean, Chuck in, Chuck I, punching I, I, in. I, I mean, Chuck Kelly does live a hard, he runs hard. Chuck runs hard now, let me tell you. Uh, I told you about me and living my um, 20s and my 40s. I ain't got nothing on Chuck Elliott. I mean, Chuck's a runner and a gunner, man. That's what he does. Ron, he just told me that he was pressure washing, smoking a heater, and also doing something on a balance beam, I was, you know, giving him a round of applause. And now he's, uh, he's, you know, live and in person with us. Wow. We're so lucky to have him. So very lucky to have him. So we have the NFL picks. and It's kind of sad, really. It's really sad that uh, what we have here, not a failure to communicate, but what we have is two games this weekend. Then we take a week off for some horrid, NFL Pro Bowl games, and then one game left. Are we allowed to say Super Bowl? Well, we will here. We will here. The Super Bowl. Uh, so let's, uh, without further ado, let's go to Mr. Chuck Elliott, and we will give you our picks. What says Chuck? What's up, man? I'm here. I'm here. I'll be back hopefully next week. I was supposed to go to North Carolina today and didn't do it, and I got before. Then I volunteered to do. I just got off a roof at the church pressure washing. So how do you, what do you think about that? <laughs> You're at at the church pressure washing. Look at you, Chuck. I was the just got man. Through, just got through, yeah. 
Man, man of many, man of many talents, Chuck Elliott. Chuck, don't say Super Bowl at the church, okay? We learned that earlier. Uh, we probably we'll probably run a squares contest there. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know that rule, don't you, Chuck? By the NFL, says you're not allowed to say Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah. If you're if you if what is it? If you're not an official sponsor, you can't. Say, what do you call it? The, the big game or something? Is that what you're supposed to call it? You call it the big game. The big game. Yeah. That's what you're allowed to say. The big game. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I, I do remember that. So. Uh, but yeah, let's let's get to our picks. I guess last week, Ron. Guess what? I did the best. <laughs> three and one. Guess what? You were one and three. One and three. <laughs> I know. It. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. And Casey, Casey split the middle at two and two. Yeah, it wasn't so, a good week. That's how I like to do things. And, uh, <laughs> Casey says I like the butter biscuits. <laughs> get out of my way at a Hardee's for a butter biscuit. Okay. It's <laughs> exactly what I was talking quick. about. One thing I did want to ask you, I was, you know, I know you all been for one hour or so in the show, but I was watching, you know, some, some Buffalo broadcast last week and the Bills fans leaving the stadium acting like they just lost their best friend. But I'm thinking, what did it matter? They weren't beating the Ravens anyway, so it wasn't like they were going to win the Super Bowl. They were probably going to get beat this week anyway. So, you know. I, th- I think they would have beat the Ravens. Uh, but you know what? It's, no. it's so, uh, yes, Kansas City's going to beat the Ravens. Um, what, I would say, what I would say, man, is, is yeah, there was gonna be a lot of memes uh, after that game because man, Buffalo fans, my gosh, you know, we thought we we're out of it. A nice late season run, and then, uh, well, then it wasn't. Do you see all the all seen, the crying? Did y'all see my boy? Some some fan, he got it tattooed that they won the Super Bowl on his arm, <laughs> and he was showcasing it, and he was just sitting in the seat like, and, I don't know what to say, man. I was like, well, give it about six to eight weeks, my man, and uh, you can cover that up. He's got to go to a third. Hey, he can go to a third world country. You know, they send all the T-shirts over third world countries. You know, because they all the, the T-shirts are pre-made, and he can have a tattoo over there if he'll fit right in. Um, right. But uh, yeah, here, here. Well, I can't say a whole lot. Again, my sobering thing. I think I mentioned last week. My beloved Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Fourteen of the first thirty NFC title games won eight, won five Super Bowls. After this year, after the last twenty-eight. They would not appear in anything, any of the, the aforementioned. Nothing. Absolutely zero. Let's pick the game, Chuck. Let's go. All right. So we're down to two, so we obviously know which two it is. It wasn't, it wasn't hard to choose games this week. Well, <laughs> so, where, where are you going first? We got, of course, Casey at Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore by three and a half. Who's going first, What's me? Go, go, yeah, go ahead, Casey. Why not? Well, I ain't going with KC. I'm going with Baltimore because I gotta get I gotta get Patrick Mahomes out of my visual sights. Okay, I'm tired of State Farm. I'm tired of just seeing him at every nook and cranny. I just I'm, I'm ready to be dumb with him. But Chuck, probably dumb, probably dumb. But give me the Ravens. Probably dumb. I know. I know yeah. where you're going, Ron. I know which way. Well, you're yeah. Going. What, what? Yeah. Here's what I'll tell you. He he is the Michael Jordan of the NFL. He's going to go down as the best quarterback to ever play the game. Two-time MVP. He's already won two Super Bowls. He's been well, to three. Hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm not done. His first five years as a starting quarterback, he's, the, he's going to go down as the best there's ever been. If he wins, this, if he wins a Super Bowl this year with, with Rasheed Rice and, and Valdez Scantling, all these guys dropping passes, and he wins a Super Bowl – he will already be considered by many the best of all time. So give me Patrick Mahomes. Give, give me that guy. Give me the Chiefs. Let's go, Chiefs. 
Or do we agree he needs like four more to catch Brady before we talk about that? You know? No. That's the way to go. No. 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 Okay. Nope. No. Nope. No. Okay. Uh, you got to catch him first before I'll put him in the conversation. You know, six, that, six, hey, seven, hey, seven, hey, seven. hey, 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 Chuck, using that argument, Dan Reno isn't a, is a top 50 NFL quarterback of all time. Well, but there's talent there. There's talent. <laughs> okay. All right. Mahomes' talent is just running around like a fool and somehow getting out of either the skate party. You know, so, so yeah, so you're going to Chiefs. All right, next. Boy, I guess the country the country is pulling for the Lions. It's the Lions, 49ers. What's an- the line is seven. Seven. Hey, can I buy the hook? <laughs> can I buy the hook? <laughs> you can. I mean, not here, yeah. but you can. Oh, okay. By the way, I'm not happy. I'm looking right here. Uh, the Gators are up by 23. Now it's only about 13. Come on, Gators. Let's go. Ten minutes to go in the game. Don't don't. Th- hey, by the way, uh, I'll say this. I know the music's going on. Remember back in the early 2000s or mid-2000s and mid-90s when the Gators were throttling Georgia and basketball? We'd say, just like football, just like football. Can't say that anymore, unfortunately. Can't say Wait that. Wait the Gators are up by 13? In basketball, yeah. Yeah. Isn't, they were isn't up. Georgia like eight isn't Georgia like eighteen and five? Or they're sixteen and five or whatever okay. it is. That's pretty good. The, but the Gators are better. They're better, obviously. They're better. But my point if is they had, if they could just get but, a coach like Mike White. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but my but my point was, you know, it, it's it's a sobering thought, Chuck. Back you know, the 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 dogs have one and nine their last ten against the Gators in basketball. Back in the mid two thousand Urban Meyer Back in the 90s under Steve Spurrier, when the Gators would be throttling Georgia, in, in Exact Tech Arena, they'd be chanting, just like football. We can't say that anymore because we get the hell beat of us in football. It's just kind of yeah, sobering. Like football. That's all. That's correct. All right, so we, got a, we have another game. We have, obviously, you just mentioned the, the Lions 7. It's the Niners. They play host to the Lions. Uh, America's darling, the D- Detroit Lions. What says Casey Dobson? I uh, I consider myself a loyal friend, and last week I gave it to him. One David Orsi and Jared Mallard, my boys, 49ers fans. Sorry, Detroit. The ride is over. 49ers going to do it. Chuck? Yeah, I agree. I think the, the coming to the end of the line for them, I think San Francisco wins eh, by 14. Give me the 49ers. Now, Debo playing obviously is big. He says he's not going to be limited at all. Um, but look, last week, the Green Bay outplayed San Francisco. Green Bay should have beat San Francisco, right? Uh, Brock Purdy had two interceptions dropped. We talked about the, uh, the miss uh, by Tyler Bass, the pa- but the Packers missed a field goal. Green Bay was better last weekend than the Niners were, but the Niners won the football game. Uh, the one thing that that's, the Niners struggle with, and – it was exposed last week by Aaron Jones and uh, Green Bay. They struggle against the run. Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery uh, looked for them to run uh, run for about 150 yards. They got past catcher. Jamison Williams finally coming on after being injured most of the year from the rookie from Alabama. Josh Reynolds, Amon, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, Sam Laporta. I think – now, the one thing that works against San Francisco, I mean, against the, the, uh, Detroit – is if you look at the last six or seven weeks, 
NFL number one receivers have feasted against the Detroit Lions secondary. That's they've been horrific in the secondary. Uh, but with all that said, I think the Lions win the game outright. I think I think the script has been written. It's the Lions who's never won anything against Michael Jordan. I mean Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. So give me. The Lions, not just to cover, but to win the game outright. I hope you're. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. You know, what, but what I heard that a funny one. For us as a city, if the Lions won, I know that obviously Detroit. It's down to us in Cleveland. Then at that point, it's us, Cleveland, and, and Houston. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we're gonna have to clean house. Uh, get rid of uh, this uh, this guy named Balky. I don't know if you heard. He's got a nice painting of Shaq Khan above his bed. Yeah. Oof. He he has to. They're, they're, uh, how else can you explain? That that dude still has a job. I'd rather look. I'd rather. I, I'm typically against uh, a GM, a GM, or a coach also playing the role of the GM. I'd rather Doug Peterson be the coach of the GM than have Trent Balk his ass down there doing anything other than getting somebody's coffee. Well, you know, I think. Hey, I, I think. Go ahead, Chuck. No, that reminds me, Ron, I was going to ask you. So I told you during the season, I said, look, Belichick's not going anywhere because he wants to be the coach and GM, and nobody wants that. So that's why he's unemployed, and nobody wants him. He wants uh, total I'm, control. I'm glad you brought that up. So we'll break here. We'll break. Uh, when we come when we come back, we'll go back to – we'll revisit. Look, uh, two head coaching vacancies still remain, Washington, Seattle. It looks like Belichick, Vrabel are both going to get shut out of that. We have on this day in sports. Um, yeah, so, no, we'll, we'll discuss all of that. And Trent Baalke, we've been he met the media Thursday. We've got a couple of questions that we haven't had him address yet. That more from the L House in Tinseltown on 1010XL. This is Compton & Company on 1010XL. I figure, you know what, Ron, you got yourself a little Eagles right there. You need a little bit of this uh, new age music. Yeah. This is a band called A Day to Remember, straight out of Ocala, baby. This song's called Resentment. You know you like it. I love it. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, let it marinate, baby. Yeah. I wonder what Chuck thinks about it. Was it? Yeah, well, Chuck. What do you think about the song, Chuck? He's just lost right now in the beauty of music. He's he's back on the the church roof, pressure washing. So we are back to close it out from the old house in Tinseltown on 90, 92.5 FM. Uh, I have Gator basketball on the other side, on the AM side, as the Gators are up on Georgia with a handful of minutes to go in the game. Uh, it'd be a nice win for Florida as they roll into uh, Lexington and Rupp Arena, uh, I think Wednesday night, as they take on the Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, so a good win for the Florida today, and they, they much needed because, look, the back end of the schedule was a little easier than the, the front half, but the key is, look, you've got to get to 10 and 8, 11 and 7 in conference play to make it into the big dance. So uh, hopefully Florida – can um, get that done. Poll questioned again. Um, okay, so, so Chuck's gone. Chuck's Chuck gone. Just it's just punched us. out. I mean, he left. He did. He, he had some, not, you know what, 
and I played him that beautiful song. I'll play it for him next time. You know, Chuck's like a union worker. You know, it works like 10 minutes and takes Breaks 25 takes minutes. Ten, yes, yeah. yes. I I hey, look, man, I just wrapped up a union job, and I got to tell you, I don't know what all them glory stories were about unions. Uh, uh, <laughs> not where I was. No, sir. <laughs> I mean, the unions <laughs> got their own union, and they unified to, you know, I don't know, work against the people that were in the union. I don't know. <laughs> I hope that nobody listening is a part of the union I was just at. Please don't file charges against me all right so uh we were talking earlier we we mentioned a few of the poll questions a few of the questions that was asked of uh print bulky thursday and he and i'm gonna oh my gosh i guess i'm gonna begrudgingly meet meet the media because it's been talked about for the last two weeks i guess i need to do this so he did we talked earlier about the this is a called riff between he and the front office, and he said that was fake news, as, as Donald Trump would say. Uh, Press Taylor, you know, was it, you know, was there, uh, you know, an issue as far as him, as far as staying or going? And he said, oh, that's coach, that's coach, that's coach, okay. I mean, that's kind of a lie based on his response, right? Josh Allen, the one thing he did say, Josh Allen will be here, right? Josh Allen is going nowhere at all. And you know what? Uh, he can guarantee that. Hopefully it's with a contract extension. But if not, they franchise him, right? So uh, Josh Allen will be a Jaguar for the, for the foreseeable future. And I'm sure he wants to be a Jaguar. He, he's, you know, he's got ties to the community. He and his wife, and they do a bunch of stuff here. So uh, I'm going to assume he, will, he wants to stay. And look, Calvin Ridley... He, he addressed Calvin Ridley. You know what? I like him back as well. I don't think Ridley and Zay Jones are both back, but you ask me which of, the, which of the two I'd rather have back, it would certainly be Ridley. He will come at a higher cost than Zay Jones, but uh, I would take Calvin Ridley. He's, but he has to find a way to get on the same page with Trevor Lawrence. He does a great job. Hey, run this route, Calvin. He's a great route runner, breaks ankles. He, he has a, he ha, He's one of the few guys – that has an uncanny ability, he can change directions without slowing down. Not everyone, not everyone can do that. He can. The issue is when it's option routes, he and Trevor uh, were on the same page maybe, maybe 50% of the time, and that has to improve moving forward. But I would like to see Calvin Ridley in a Jaguar jersey next year. Now, a couple of other questions that uh, – he was asked about was Trevor Lawrence. Look, before the, the, the season began, it was a foregone conclusion that they would be extending Trevor um, between uh, year three and four, and he was asked again about that. What did he have to say? We're going to sit down with ownership in the next several days, uh, sit down with the head coach, sit down with the personnel staff, and really review the roster you know, we've already done it. It's not like we're starting from scratch. But really just have a, a, a heart-to-heart on where we're at with the, with all the guys that are potentially coming up. There's some good players on this roster that, we, we you know, we'd like to see moving forward. Okay. My eyes just rolled again. Does, I mean, do I need to change I mean, my vote? I mean, come on, man. Come on, bro. I mean, I was hey, at you a know, family barbecue, and Trevor texted me, and I was like, who this? 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. Does he even know what the hell's going on? I, I think Trent Baalke, look, I remember when they, look, when they hired, um, my gosh, it's all, it's all coming together now. It, it, it's, 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 I just had an epiphany. Okay. Uh, when they hired Urban Meyer, I was, ec- I was ecstatic as a dude. Man, Urban Meyer, attention to detail, structure. Uh, man, this thing is going to roll, dude. This is, man, this is going to be outstanding. But then the first time I, I heard Urban, like in a post-game press conference, he was asked questions about, like, uh, you know, why didn't, you know, what, are the, what were the issues with, you know, uh, play calling or maybe – I forget the running back he was asked, well, why didn't he play more snaps or whatever? Like, oh, you, you got to ask the running back. Bernie Parmley, the running back's coach, about that. My like, what? What? That reminded me of the Urban Meyer in his last year in Gainesville that was totally disconnected from what in the hell was going on, had no, had no idea of what reality was. And um, I knew the Jaguars were in trouble because he wasn't, the Gators coach is winning national championships, and the Buckeyes coach did that. He was the, he was a highly sedated, medicated coach uh, in his last year in Gainesville. I'm wondering now that my epiphany is, is is that you know he he and Urban were like joined at the hip for a bit. Is that what he is? Does Trent Paul even know what the hell's going on? Does, I mean, he doesn't know Doug Peterson's name. He he keeps calling him Coach. It's Coach. It's Coach. Really? It's Coach. It's not Doug. Yeah, I mean, you would think I mean, that a, I mean, come on, really? You would think that a businessman of shod stature would do his due diligence and say, "Okay, he was in San Francisco, and they got rid of him. He was before he got the job. They were going to the playoffs. Okay, then he comes here. San Francisco had to fix all the mistakes that he made. Now look at where they're at." And look at Jacksonville. Okay, yeah, we're nine and eight, nine and eight. You got to give some credit to where it's all supposed to be due. But everybody, all of us fans, we keep pointing at the one person that's making these picks for us. That you're just overlooking players like Puka Nakua. Like, are you really a player evaluator, or are you really an absentee GM that's just cashing checks? Well, you know, and and the uh, what the the third poll question was was the uh, you know we we. Put that in there late was how many times have your eyes rolled, you know, over under four and a half since that press conference, and then the third was they're still rolling. I would say I'm glad you added they're still rolling. Mine are still rolling because when he made the comment of, look, I'm not when he was asked about the new defensive coordinator, uh, as far as it go from a three four to a four three and it's more of man con, it's more of man concepts instead of our zone concept that we had here, which is, you know, more suited to. Uh, Tyson Campbell and Darius Williams' skill sets. Uh, he's like, well, I'm, a schema- I'm not a schematics guy. I'm a Jimmy's and Joe's guy. Well, damn, can you give us some good Jimmy's and Joe's, please? I'm waiting. I mean, I'm waiting for something. Look, it, as good as, as as much of an of a uptick as Trevor Walker had um, this season, 10 sacks overall, I believe. When I think about Aiden Hutchinson, and they were showing stats of, like, he's the first player to do this and this and that and this and that in the first two years in a player's career. It made me throw up on my mouth like four times. 
I'm like, are you kidding me? Well, he's got he's got short arms, so we're we're not gonna we're, we can't draft him. His arms are too short, really. That, that that's that's it. That's that's what we're doing. I mean, come on, man. But but back to the the uh, the Trevor Lawrence question. When it was a foregone conclusion prior to the season that he would get extended, and now you know we'll see. Whatever. Well, boy, I'd have a hard time extending him right now. You're right. You you can you know you can uh, obviously you know after this season you get one more year anyway, and then you can pick up his option, and then you can franchise him up, you know two more times or whatever. But I was all for extending him before the year started. But it's not it's not if I knew I could extend him and he's going to give like me this huge, this team friendly deal, I would probably roll the dice and say yeah you know what he's going to be the guy. And I would extend him, but he's not doing that. He's he's not going to give you five years for you know uh, two hundred million dollars. No, no, no. He, he's going to want that fifty million plus dollar a year contract. So you know what? You, you play to play out. And uh, if he's who we think he is, and he has a huge season next year, and and he makes that next step, well, then I'm okay with. You know, maybe paying a little more, but at least then you know 100% you got your guy. I, I wouldn't extend him just for the sake for the sake of extending him. Would you, Casey? No, I, man. I mean, he, he's almost got what same amount of touchdowns as interceptions, and I mean, he turns. He's ball got. Over. I mean, yeah, he's got 60 turnovers in his first three years as an NFL quarterback, and that leads the NFL by by quite a bit. Uh, it'd, be, it'd be one thing if he were like Josh Allen where he turned it over a lot, but he made up for it because he just he took a team and put them on his shoulders. All right, boys, let's go. But he hasn't done that. See, that's the one thing about, you know, the, 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 the great ones is they make the people around them better. And he hasn't done, I haven't seen him do that yet. That's, that's what's – okay, we're missing the, the wow games. We haven't seen that yet. And he, had a, he had a nice stretch last year. But we haven't seen, oh, my gosh, look at that game. He just, the, the numbers he just put up. And we haven't seen him make the guys around him better. If, I wouldn't, if, if and when that happens, sign me up completely. I, again, I'm still sold on him. He, I think he's still the guy, but not, not to the point where I'm going to give him everything that he wants. Not if you, yet. If you think about it, too, like if you start thinking about the human concept of us, you know, just looking at it, if – Calvin Ridley makes that catch, just makes that lat, just stretches out, makes that catch. We'd be like, Trevor put that on the dime. Like now you're right, at, and we'd be like, sign him, sign him right now. Regardless of what happened after that, because we sucked at the red zone all season. That's another thing that needs to get addressed. But it's like. Then you start thinking back all the drop passes too. Like look at all oh, these yeah. wide receivers. It's like I get it. You, sure. You, if if you just skew it just a little bit and you start turning those numbers around in his favor, then we're like MVP. Well, you know what? That, that it's, it's funny how 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 the fine line we have. We talked about this last week. Had the Florida Gators, um. You know, not mismanaged and fumbled the clock at the end of the uh, Arkansas game and, and kicked the field goal on one. And had they not screwed the fourth and 18 against Missouri and won that game and finished seven and five, think about the different look Gator fans and people others would have about Billy Napier. 
oh, they went 7-5. They're, they're getting better. It said they went and won a bowl game. They're 8-5, whatever. Now the future looks a little better. But that didn't happen. They're 5-7. and seven. Uh, Coach on the hot seat. Uh, is he going to be there after, you know, not just after, but will he be there when the 2024 season ends? So, you know, it's so close. As we get out of here to Metallica, by the way, Gators are only about seven with two and a half to go to Georgia making a, a late run here. So for Brent Bird, who chimed in, for Chuck Elliott, for the best producer in the business, Casey Dobson. Until next Saturday, I'm Ron Compton. See ya!